Behind every good man, there's a good woman. And on this episode, we sat down with the first lady in livestock stockmanship and marketing. That's Eunice Williams, the wife of the late Bud Williams, whose principles that he began using over 60 years ago and then later taught to cattlemen across the country in his schools are now being a major influencer in today's ranching industry's low-stress cattle handling concepts. Our guest, Eunice Williams, on this episode of the Working Ranch Podcast. Welcome to the Working Ranch Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you for joining us. We hope you enjoy it. Be sure to check out our previous episodes as well. Also, just a reminder to everyone that each week we drop a new episode. So if you click on the follow button on your podcast delivery platform, then you will be notified whenever a new one is dropped and ready for download or to listen to. By the way, the Working Ranch Podcast, it is brought to you by Working Ranch Magazine. And if you're in the cow business, you're in the horse business, the ranching business, or you just like the cowboy lifestyle, you're going to enjoy and find every issue very useful of Working Ranch Magazine. Tim O'Byrne is the publisher and editor. And I'll tell you, ladies and gentlemen, his background is that of being a cowboy. He knows what it's like. He's lived, he's worked on the ranch. So every issue offers stories and information that's useful to the Working Ranch, which, of course, is why our name in the magazine is Working Ranch Magazine. So you can find out more. Go to workingranchmag.com. Well, this week's episode is special for me as I share with you my conversation with Eunice Williams, who was the wife of the late Bud Williams, a name that is now just a part of the livestock industry's low-stress handling concepts. A man that started a movement, my word, uh, back in the 60s and thinking and handling livestock in a different way at the time and still even some today, maybe you don't think it's practical, but it is being implemented and it's being implemented with a lot of success and just becoming part of today's modern ranching industry. That will be our main feature today. Plus, in just a little bit, we'll hear from the Captain Tim O'Byrne with a special announcement from Working Ranch Magazine in regards to that annual event that many of us enjoy every year in Las Vegas, and that's the WNFR and Cowboy Christmas. So listen for that special announcement in just a bit. Right now, though, I'd like to thank our sponsors for this episode of the Working Ranch Podcast, the American Simmental Association. You know, there have been some fundamental changes that the American Semental Association has brought to the table to help ranchers move their operations forward. Things like pedigree knowledge with actual performance records and now some very advanced genomics, providing more predictability to producers so that they can make management decisions that increase profitability back to them. SimGenetics is profit through science. Find out more at Simmental.org. Other sponsors include Central Life Sciences, Corteva AgriScience, and Stevenson Angus, as it is bull buying season for a lot of us. And if you think your budget limits your access to the industry's leading genetics, then I encourage you to go check out the set of bulls being offered this year by Stevenson Angus, their website at stevensonangus.com. Now, you've heard of Stevenson Angus out of Hobson, Montana, the home of America's longest established bull sale. And really, it's a name that's synonymous with the Angus breed and providing the breed with some of the most complementary genetics targeted for the commercial cow horde. Uh, 
couple of weeks ago, I was talking with Daryl Stevenson, and here were some of his exact words, quote, they truly have 100% concentration on the commercial cow herd in their program, unquote. And you can see it. If you look at this set of bulls that's being offered in their upcoming sale, that's going to be Wednesday, March 17th. That's St. Patty's Day. They're going to be selling about 250 head of yearling calving ease bulls from sires like Declaration and Turning Point, Alternative, Easy Money, just to name a few. And here's another thing. Did you know that about 95% of the bulls that they offer are from sires owned and raised by Stevenson Angus? This is a program, folks, they believe in their own genetics, a program with a strong maternal base focused on foot structure, longevity, utter structure, disposition, as well as performance for the calf buyers. So mark your calendars for Stevenson Angus sale March 17th, that's St. Patty's Day. Sale time will be 1 o'clock Mountain Time, and it'll also be carried on Superior Livestock's Click to Bid for a catalog couple options you can find it on their website at stevensonangus.com or you can give daryl a call or you can text him on his cell phone at 406-350-5443 that's 406-350-5443 stevenson angus bull sale coming up march 17th right now we're going to check in with the captain tim o'burn publisher and editor of working ranch magazine with his special announcement in tim's two cents Justin, everybody out in podcast land. Hope you're having a great week. I want you to have a look in the latest copy of Working Ranch Magazine. You're going to see a full-page advertisement there. We are having a Working Ranch Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada to coincide with the NFR this year in December. It's going to be on the 8th to the 10th. And for a lot of us that have gone to NFR uh, many years in a row, think back to the original location for the Cowboy Christmas, right there on the corner of Paradise and Convention Center, and it's going to be packed. We have the North Hall booked, over 100,000 square feet of trade show floor. Folks, you're going to love it. We want you to set your date aside December 8th to 10th, Las Vegas, Nevada, the Working Ranch Expo. Check it out in the latest issue of Working Ranch Magazine. Justin, back to you in the booth. Well, thanks, Captain. And yes, exciting news. The Working Ranch Expo held during the finals in Las Vegas, December 8th through the 10th. Hope to see you there. Well, don't go away. We'll be back with our feature topic after this. Starting off in the right direction is essential to gaining an advantage later when you go to market your calves. And I have proof that the right direction is with Sim Angus Sired Calves. A 2020 study by K-State showed that Sim Angus Sired Steer Calves earn more at sale time than all other breed identified sire groups with at least 50 lots represented on Superior Livestock's 2020 summer sales. The proof's right there. For low-risk, high-potential calves with earning potential, be confident that Sim Genetics will give you more per head, period. Stand strong, Simmental. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mills, as this week's main feature interview is sponsored by Corteva AgriScience. Keep weeds out of the way with the new DuraCore herbicide and make the most of your pasture. Learn more at DuraCoreHerbicide.com. 
Well, when I decided who I was going to interview for this episode, I felt it was going to have a bit of a dual purpose. First, as a remarkably interesting human interest story. Then second, that it would provide some useful knowledge or information for those of us in ranching, or at least point us in a direction that could find out more information if you want to seek it out. Several years ago, just after we had moved back to Upton, Wyoming to begin running and managing my wife's folks' ranch, my neighbor Curtis Rankin told me about a guy by the name of Bud Williams. Curtis had went to his schools and had been implementing many of the low-stress cattle handling principles that he had learned in those schools, as well as getting personal advice from Bud on any livestock issues that he had. Now, Keep in mind, my neighbor's not an importer or wannabe cowboy. He was raised in agriculture and around livestock his whole life. True blue, honest horse-riding rancher, born bred, raised right here in Weston County, Wyoming. But the concepts of Bud Williams really sparked my interest. However, for me, I was never able to meet Bud as he passed away on November 25, 2012 from pancreatic cancer. Fortunately, though, his legacy lives on in a variety of ways from those that learned under Bud and are now offering their own stockmanship schools like his daughter Tina and her husband Richard McConnell with their hand-in-hand livestock solutions to guys like Whit Hibbert out of Montana with his website called Stockmanship Journal or you see his articles frequently in the onpasture.com emails. But Bud's legacy and the principles that he was so passionate about also lives on through his wife Eunice, who's my guest on today's Today's episode. Now, my interest in low-stress livestock handling really doesn't come from a root of wanting to be totally opposite of how I was raised. However, I'm guessing that for a lot of us, we've all experienced or been part of a lot of livestock handling circuses that are anything but low-stress. So honestly, I'd, I'd have to say that my real reason comes more out of trying to just be efficient more than anything else. I don't have, as I'm sure some of you are in the same position, a tremendous amount of help at my disposal for working livestock at the spur of a moment when you're just out there by yourself. Sure, I have the help for the big moves, brandings and shippings and things like that. So I find that if I want to spend less time in the long run working livestock, then I need to do it in a way that we all walk away mildly happy, and I mean between the cow, the cows, myself, and my dogs. So all of that to say, Bud Williams to me is an icon in my business of ranching. Now, several years ago, I attended a Wally Olson marketing school in Claremore, Oklahoma, and was fortunate enough to meet our guest today, his wife, Eunice Williams, and their daughter, Tina. Now, I had the opportunity to hear many of the stories from Eunice about some of the very remarkable things they did in their lifetime together. So like I said earlier, our episode today will be part human interest as well as educational. So with that, Eunice, thank you for joining me on the Working Ranch podcast. And before we get into talking about some of the principles that Bud later shared in his schools, these were not principles that came from institutional or a theoretical perspective. So can you explain how it got started with you and Bud and how you developed these principles from your real life experiences? Well, of course, developing principles or or anything else was the last thing in our mind. I think the main thing that that uh, enabled Bud to learn these things is the fact that he had a terrific memory. He could remember everything that happened through the day, and uh, and just pure stubbornness. He uh, always said that no cow's going to get away from him because they don't live long enough, and he meant that literally. <laughs> He uh, always liked to work Herefords because after dark, that white face uh, 
shown up. <laughs> you could see him in the dark. He never really enjoyed the, the Angus that much because they kind of disappeared from the sun. <laughs> So let's talk about a couple areas because I know folks, first of all, would probably hear Bud's name and, and think of stockmanship. I know there's some other areas we're going to get into in just a moment, but let's talk about just a couple key principles in regards to stockmanship that you feel was really innovative and really, really was kind of the aha moment for folks when he explained this to them and demonstrated it to them. Um, the difference between between the way Bud worked livestock and and the traditional way. The traditional way is that you're going to use fear or force to make them go where you want them to go. You're you're um, going to get in a position to frighten them away from you, hopefully in the direction you want them to go. And Bud found that just by his position. Um, that that they would be willing to go where you want them to go without either fear or force. Um, it, uh, this, for instance, when you step in close to an animal, whether it's out on the range and you get within its flight zone, or you uh, or step into a corral, they're going to turn to face you, and they want to see what what is. Um, is pressuring them. So the fact that you that an ordinary person wants to get behind them to make them go straight ahead is is defeating your purpose because when you get straight behind them, they're going to turn to keep you in sight. So like I said before, Bud just had a had an excellent memory and he never um, if he set out to do something, he never felt that he failed. If he was trying to turn an animal to the right and instead instead it turned to the left. He never got upset about that. He said, okay, now I know how to turn it to the left. So um, I, I think that had a big effect on, on how he um, learned some of these things. When, when he demonstrated uh, stockmanship to your participants in your schools, what were some of the things that he liked to show participants in those schools? One of the main things is, is if you expect animals to, to move away from you, your your pressure has to be in a back-and-forth manner. You have to zigzag as you're going towards them. Um, that's something a predator never does. I mean, any time that you hear someone talking about predator-prey relationships with between cowboys and livestock, you're not talking about Bud Williams because the last thing he ever wanted his animals to feel was was that he was a threat to them. The one thing about moving back and forth, you're you're not pressing directly behind them where they can't see you. As you go across, they're watching you with the, with one eye, and you disappear just for a moment while you're right behind them. But they pick you up with their other eye, and so they can keep calm, and they're willing to turn their back on that kind of pressure to move forward. Uh, that is really one of, one of the most important things. Another thing is no loud noise. As by loud noise, I mean no yelling at the animal. <laughs> you could mm-hmm. you could, the loud noise of the chute or a motorcycle is no problem whatsoever. They they pick up on that that that's that's um, not directed not directed at them. But if you're up there sitting on your motorbike and and revving the motor and uh, they that's really irritating to them and it's distracting to them. They know that that's something is that's trying to threaten them. So. Those are a few of the things that that make a big difference. If you can just stop people from from trying to frighten the animal to make a move and just use your pressure. 
there's quite a segment of the ranching industry now that specializes in the livestock handling and equipment aimed at low stress handling. But when people are building livestock facilities nowadays, you're going to hear the term bud box. So Eunice, how'd that come about? Well, of course, you know, he he was never concerned about equipment. We never had anything to say about it. When we went to somebody's place, we worked with what they had. Um, in later years, uh, he did make some suggestions. I guess this is where the bud box came in. Um, but the bud box is, is just a method of working. The reason that we have these specifications made up, if, if it's built, Exactly to his specifications, it's pretty hard to make it not work. And if you, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but uh, the whole idea behind the bud box is that that when you overpressure animals, they want to cut back. Which everybody that that has driven cattle, they don't have any trouble having cattle wanting to break back on them, and that's because usually because they're overpressuring them in a place where there's no place for them to go. Well, in essence, that's what you're doing with a bud box. You know, you're putting them into a situation where where they can't go straight ahead, so they're wanting to go back. Uh, and if you're standing right at the entrance of the of the single file chute, they want to keep their eye on you as they do go back, and that will just pull them right into the into the uh, single file alley. So, you know, these are just just doing some things that the animals want to do on their own. It's not necessary that it be built that way, but you just have to keep that in mind when you're when you are uh, working animals in difficult situations. That they want they want to see you. They want to see what is pressuring them. And and it just doesn't take much pressure on your on your part to um, to make to cause them to go the right way, you know, because that's the whole thing. You're you're not making them do anything. You're you're doing things to cause them to want to do what you want. Well, don't go away. We have plenty more with Eunice Williams, who is the wife of the late Bud Williams. In our next segment, we're going to hear about another area in which Bud mastered, and that was marketing livestock. More after this. Ka-ching. More pounds, more calves, more profit. Studies show Hereford Genetics increased net profit by $51 per cow per year. That's $20,000 in additional revenue for a typical 400-cow outfit. And calves sired by Hereford bulls continue to add value through the chain. A documented $30 per head in feedlot profitability. That's real money and real results. Get more ka-ching. Come home to Hereford at Hereford.org. We're back here on the Working Ranch Podcast. I'm your host, Justin Mills, and my guest for this episode is Eunice Williams, the wife of the late Bud Williams, who many in the livestock industry have probably heard his name and associated it with low-stress livestock handling. However, we're going to switch gears now and talk about marketing and the term that Bud taught in his school is called sell by marketing. Now, traditionally in our agricultural industry, a lot of times we would buy something and then sell it later on in hopes of trying to make a profit. But what Bud taught and the method he used was what he would call the sell-by method, and it was different for many in the ranching industry. Well, it's kind of interesting because, you know, Bud's marketing on on cattle is basically what retail sales do all the time, Uh, and that is your um, buy-sell is it is complete when you replaced your inventory. It's not you buy something and you hold it and hope that you can sell it at a profit when when the time comes. But with um, 
sell buy, your initial buy, you just ignore the price of it. It doesn't matter what you paid for them. When there is a point that you can sell the animal that you, the animals that you have and replace them at a profit, that's when you make your trade. So you know immediately whether there is a, a profit to be made, and if there isn't, you don't make the trade. If you if you already have what is the underpriced animal on the market, whether it's between steers and heifers or whether it's between different weights of cattle or, or cattle versus sheep or cattle versus goats, whatever, it's, um, that's when you make your trade. And, and Bud's method shows people how to to figure these things out, how to get the market, the today's market prices, and with the math that he has figured out to, to rate the different classes of animals and which are overpriced and which is underpriced. And this works really well with stalker animals, but it's just as important for a cow-calf person because that's going to tell them whether they're producing cows or extremely overpriced, which they, within a cow's lifetime, there's usually about at least twice that she is so overpriced that it's unbelievable. And it's just a shame that ranchers never take advantage of that. And that's just going to tell them whether you want to cull your cows really heavy because those producing cows are so overpriced and then just keep more of your heifer calves that year. So it, it isn't just for the person that's hanging out at the sale barn all the time. So. I think the marketing concept is is tough for some ranchers because it sometimes means you're letting go of some of these cattle that you've fallen in love with. And what I felt when I watched Bud's DVDs and, and I've heard you talk and other folks is that if we're going to look at the ranching as a business, there's some of these kind of things that we have to do from a business perspective. And I, I believe that was where Bud looked at this. Is that right? Absolutely. It's, it's so very simple the the principles are very simple and if you can keep your emotions out of it and that really is the, is the whole thing now i really wish you could have the opportunity to hear many of the stories that Eunice has about all of the unique experiences that she and bud had the different jobs he or they were hired to do because of his skills of working with any kind of animal however i asked Eunice to give me one of the most memorable experiences that she had in all of their endeavors <laughs> Well, we were in the Aleutian Islands and um, gathering cattle to load onto a barge. We had about 20 miles to go with them, I guess, before we got to the to the barge. This particular, we had, we did not have a dock to uh, tie up to, and there was no beach, so the is there were we were loading them on a on a uh, land, it was the old World War II landing craft. You've probably seen the old movies of the of the running up on the beach and the bow gate goes down and the tanks and the men run off. Well, that's what we were loading these cattle on. And we had had the, the barge tied to the, um, to an old tractor on one side and a and an old pier on the other side. And every time a wave would come in, it would raise that bow gate about, two feet or so and move it over about four feet and then it would set down and then as soon as the, another wave would come in, it would lift it up and, and move it over four feet the other way. And we had, had driven this, these cattle for about 20 miles to get there and there were a bunch of old World War II bridges over these little streams on the way and uh, that were all falling down. 
and Bud insisted that these cattle had to walk across those bridges, and these little streams weren't that deep. It would have been easy, much easier to just let the cattle ford the streams, but no, every animal had to walk across these old rickety bridges. And when we got to that the barge then, we just kept going straight and, and headed them right towards this bow gate that was moving. And they they when the bow gate would, would raise up, the animals would stop. And then as soon as it was set down, about eight or ten would rush to get on. And as soon as it raised again, the herd would stop. And they they were watching. They they could pick up on this routine on it, and they figured out how they could get on there. And we loaded about 30 heads that we had in, had in this bunch and, and had not a hesitation. And years later, someone asked us what was the most difficult thing we'd ever done, and neither Bud or I even thought about that. Eunice, before we go here, I know you have a website, stockmanship.com is your website, where there's a lot of information, stories on there. And people can find out more information. Uh, you still sell DVDs about Bud's uh, classes, is that correct? Yeah, yeah. Actually, Tina has really been helping me with that, and we we have. Every, I'm confident that we have everything documented that that's possible about about his methods of working, both dogs and horses, and and stockmanship and and marketing. And then just last year, we finally we finished our autobiography, which is it's a it's a big book. <laughs> and I think a lot of a lot of people have have sent some awfully nice reviews about it. Eunice Williams has been my featured guest today. Thank you again for joining me. And if you'd like to learn more about this, you can go to their website at stockmanship.com. Again, it's stockmanship.com. By the way, today's feature has been brought to you by Corteva AgriScience. Keep weeds out of the way with new Duracore herbicide and make the most of your pasture. Learn more at duracoreherbicide.com. Well, don't go far. When we return, I will give you an idea of what we're going to be talking about on next week's episode, an exciting guest that I'm pleased to have on the Working Ranch Podcast. We'll be back after this. If you could do something today that would bring you profit tomorrow, would you do it? In the cattle business, it's about efficiency. And with limousine genetics in your herd, your profit is just one calf crop away. With Limousine or Limflex cattle, it's more pounds naturally to sell at weaning. It's growth and feed efficiency with the added benefit of carcass merit. The other side of the profit coin with Limousine Genetics is the maternal efficiency, docility, and longevity of your cows and bulls. It's as simple as Limousine Today, Profit Tomorrow. Welcome back to the Working Ranch Podcast. Before we head out today, I do want to let you know what is on the schedule for next week's episode as Nicole Masters with Integrity Soils will be joining me. Nicole is one of the world's leading soil experts in helping livestock producers manage a part of the ranch that is key to good production. That is under the surface. Now, if you want to know how you can increase the production of your ground, then join me in next week's episode as we talk with Nicole Masters. Thanks again to our guest today, Miss Eunice Williams. I always enjoy hearing her talk. Also to the Captain Tim O'Byrne with his special announcement of the Working Ranch Expo in Vegas during the finals. We'll have more about that as the year goes on. Now, we're able to bring you this podcast because we have great sponsors like the American Simmental Association from maternal traits to terminal traits. The genetic merit of Simmental Genetics has provided increased profitability to the rancher. Sim Genetics 
Profit Through Science. Find out more at Simmental.org. Also, Central Life Sciences, Corteva AgriScience, and Stevenson Angus. Don't forget their sale coming up on St. Patty's Day, March 17th, 1 o'clock at the sale in Hobson, Montana. You can go to StevensonAngus.com, find an online catalog, or give Daryl a call there. That'll also be carried on Superior Livestock's Click to Bid. This has been a production of the Working Ranch Magazine. If you have questions, ideas, or topics of the show would like to get a hold of me, do it by calling or texting the studio at 307 307- 363cows or shoot me an email at justin.workingranch at gmail.com. Well, thanks again for joining me. I'm your host, Justin Mills. And until next time, keep your chin down and your mind in the middle. So long.